Hello, you are listening to the Post Up Podcast. This is Cyrus Rogers. As always, I'm here with Commander in Chief um, Kaunda Chama, the real Kaunda Chama, as they call him on the streets. How are you doing, Kay? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Just having a good day. Yeah, me too. Excited about what's going to happen next season. I mean, Cyrus, the NBA forever remains a remarkable place whether you're watching it <laughs> or you're playing in it or you're analyzing it yeah. or you're just a, a casual fan it, it's, it's it, a it never it never, never fails disappoints, to right no, never, never disappoints never. And, and i think the thing is you know if you're a basketball fan if you're an nba fan then you know you're always in for a treat so this week's episode we're going to be starting off with a topic that's pretty interesting to us it's one i think that could get the chins wagging um and really kind i mean let's get into it so we want to know of the next generation of fans those players the uh, next generation of fans next generation of players in in the nba those who are up and coming they're sort of under the age of, of 26 um really haven't made too much of of a statement around you know who who they're going to be you know in long term in their futures who of these next generation of players um and stars are going to potentially win an MVP award first. Um, and and the list that we've sort of put together is of the guys who we feel are potentially the front runners to, to put their, their names forward for that award. So we're looking at Luka Doncic from the Dallas Mavericks, we're looking at Zion Williamson from the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics, Devin Booker from the Phoenix Suns, and Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks Counter. Do you think that's a good enough list? You, I mean, there's obviously some players we've left out. There's going to be people saying, hey, my fave isn't there. What are you guys talking about? Yeah, look, look Cyrus, I, th I think it's a fair enough list. I mean, there, there are some honorable mentions, you know. I mean, I, I could rattle off the likes of uh, Jamarant, uh, you know, who was the rookie of the year. I could say uh, De'Aaron Fox. Uh, who, who's who, who's uh, at the Sacramento Kings? You know, yeah. you got young players that are doing great things. It's just that some of them might not be in a flashy market or a, you know at a, a, a franchise that's currently shining. So maybe yeah. that makes them, you know, not to appear as as upfront in your face as a potential, um, you know regular season MVP as the other ones who are at franchises that are doing pretty well. Yeah, and I mean, I totally get that as, as a thing because, you know, sometimes we we see people and then we don't see people, you know, and I think that's mm -hmm. one of the, 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 the things about how this league works is that if you're in a big market, then everybody's talking about you and, and you, you are the next big thing. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't be. Um, the next big thing, if you know, you, you put up those those kinds of numbers. And I think this is where it becomes critical when we're looking at it. We're looking at star players. Some of the guys on this list are already stars. Maybe mm -hmm. not quite superstars, but perhaps in Luka Doncic's case, um, he's he's potentially a superstar already. And and maybe let's go there. Let's start with that the, the question. Of these guys that we've named, Luka Doncic, Zion Williamson, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, and Trey Young, who is your pick for... The potential the player to have the most potential to be mvp first look cyrus uh some people might think i might make one of two obvious choices but for me when i look at this uh, list and say future impact on franchise currently uh potential uh, i'm gonna go trey young and i'll tell you what okay okay wow. i'm gonna go trey, trey young, young and, and i'll tell you what Okay. Uh, I think in terms of performance, he's 
he, he's underrated. I, I reckon a lot of uh -huh. people overlook at him based on size. I've seen this uh, happen to one uh, current superstar now in Steph Curry. Uh, yeah. Also a point guard, also considered slightly undersized, obviously taller than uh, or bigger than Trey Young. But but I think Trey Young, I, I think he's got that boulder. I, I, I see a lot of potential and he, he he's not afraid to, to take it there, if you will, even if he has to become a villain at Mad Madison Square Garden. He would do that, yeah. and, and 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 I like his fearlessness. And 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 I think, in terms of impact on the squad, if I look at Luka Doncic, right, uh, mm -hmm. definitely impact for Zion Williamson, the same. Jason Tatum also. Devin Booker, obviously undeniable. But Trey Young, I think, of all these players, in terms of taking it to another level. I think for me, he has the biggest potential here. He has the biggest potential to do a lot for the Atlanta Hawks. And I think based on that alone and what he showed in the previous uh, postseason, I think Trey Young, for me, it will become, will potentially become uh, an MVP first Ooh. in this list of five players. That's that's fantastic because I, I, I don't know if I would have gone there. Um, interestingly, I mean, we were talking about... Um, you know, sort of honorable mentions. I mean, we've got to sort of give a sort of honorable mention to Jamal Murray. He's only 24 yep. years old. He's, you know, he's had a, a really bad injury, but he, he certainly knows how to bring it to the postseason. The problem is, this is a regular season award. And uh, if you can't do it in the regular season, you're not really doing it, are you? So I'm going to go with, I know you like to go with the guys who aren't necessarily, you know, uh, top of everybody's list. And I mm -hmm. guess that's what Trey Young is as a pick. Um, what's interesting is that let's let's look at his stats because Trey Young, so all of these players that we mentioned were in the top five point scorers, PPG points per game in the mm -hmm. NBA last season. Um, mm -hmm. Of them, the highest in terms of numbers was um, Luka Doncic, who was averaging some insane points numbers last season, the regular season. He averaged 27.7 points per game. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's that's pretty damn good. Then when you add eight rebounds a game and 8.6 assists a game, that's why you got Doncic as my pick for who could potentially be the first of these guys to win an MVP. Because I think that Doncic just seems to have all of the requisite skills and talent to get there um, potentially faster than anybody else. Um, when you also look at it, it's got to do with Sometimes the you know the MVP award is one of those where yes it's an individual award but people don't actually realize just how much goes into the team that you're playing mm -hmm. with. You cannot make like get the numbers that you need if you're on an absolutely terrible team. So for no. instance, that Russell Westbrook doesn't you know become the triple double Russ if he doesn't have guys scoring points off his assists, right? Yeah. And also, with Doncic, I mean, Doncic does a heck of a lot of his own shot creation. Um, in fact, as you can see, rebounding. And he's also dishing the ball out. And guys are, are making the shots around him. So, you know, he looks a little bit better and is a little bit better statistically because of the team that he's on. Whereas somebody like Zion Williamson, he's at the Pelicans. He's not necessarily getting a lot of, uh, you know, time in the spotlight. But he's, he's still averaging 27 points a game. That's just 0.7 points less than Doncic was last season. People don't even realize Zion was averaging more points per game than Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, and Trey Young. Look, Cyrus, you know, I, I, I tend to agree with you, but also I, I, I look at uh, team performance, right? Your impact mm -hmm. on the team. Uh, now, it, 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 
in the in the in the regular season yeah is is Luka Doncic's impact on that team higher than what uh like a Zion say, say, say Zion is doing impact on his team because that, that that's what makes you an MVP right obviously you got to put points up there you got to you got to grab rebounds you got to assist you know you got to do something mm -hmm. they just don't give you cuz they like you so now when I when I look yeah. at it like uh Derrick Rose yeah uh in 2011 he was uh the regular season MVP right yeah. and uh the Chicago Bulls finished what 62 and 20 I stand corrected that that mm -hmm. season they, they were not the best team <laughs> in the world uh, and they they they, That's they a never great won a record. championship but but, but 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 it's a good it's a good record because you you know they were top of the east but if if I think about it did they win a championship no but he had a good impact as a great uh you know a, a, a great point guard at the time and 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 I suppose that also gives an argument for Luka Doncic and, mm -hmm. and because the the Dallas Maps have been doing well uh, in his presence at the squad, but uh, I also think one Trey Young also deserves the, the the same amount of respect because what he's doing in the East is, mm -hmm. is incredible. I mean, he he helped lead this team to to come and face the Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, and that that can't be discounted. Um, no, and, no, and no. I guess you know. In a way, isn't that also kind of what what people hold against certain players in the Eastern Conference? Where it's like, well, you're playing in the East, but so you might be stat padding. But the reality is, Trey Young is in many ways everything about what is mm -hmm. good about the Atlanta Hawks when they're playing well. Mm -hmm. And I think that he's got star caliber. There's no question. I don't know if he's a superstar yet. He might be, but he's you know he's he's managed to get a sort of unfancied team to the Eastern Conference Finals, um, and he's only been in the league a couple of years. So it's, you know, there are guys like Devin Booker who, until Chris Paul got to the Phoenix Suns, hadn't ever seen what the postseason looked like. You know, <laughs> it was just like, oh man, one day, you know, one day, maybe I'll get there. But, you know, when you look at someone like Anthony Davis, he'd only basically been to the playoffs, I think, once before he joined the Lakers. Um, mm -hmm when he was at the, at the Pelicans. So it could be a rough road for the likes of Zion Williamson. but And that can also count against you because sometimes there's this bias that, that, that creeps in where people are looking at it and they're saying, you know, where did your team finish off in, in the regular season? Uh -huh. uh, you, you have to average something like 35 points in order for us to start taking you seriously. But if you're doing, you know, like putting them good numbers and you're in the top three seeds in in, uh, in, in the East or the West, then yeah, you're, you're, you're definitely doing yourself a lot of favors. So I like your pick. I think I'm going to stick with Doncic for mine. But I do mm -hmm. want to have a sort of secondary pick here because I think that, okay, fine. So those are front runners for, for, for who we think would be the MVP. Absolutely. Yeah. After, who comes after them in this list? Look, S S Cyrus, in all honesty, uh, it, 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 maybe uh, I I have uh, recency bias. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but what what Devin Booker is doing at the Phoenix Suns and the player he has become mm -hmm. over the years is impressive. And, and, and I think watching him play 
in the postseason, recent postseason. That's why I'm saying maybe I've got this recency bias. It's, 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 it's. I mean, yeah, those Devon Booker type glasses. Yeah, I, I'm wearing them, uh, but I'm not <laughs> gonna say Suns in four anytime soon. <laughs> but, but, but Cyrus, besides Chris Paul, who is the de facto leader based on age, experience, and just you know achievement over the years, Devin Booker is a young leader at that squad. Mm. Yeah, if it's if it's not Chris Paul, it's definitely Devin Booker, and 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 his poise and and composure. I I think maybe it's also a relationship between him and the coach because uh, Coach Monte is is one of those coaches I think who who instills a certain sense of calm in his players, mm-hmm. and 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 I think that has rubbed off for me a lot on Devin Booker. He's so composed; he doesn't unnecessarily get heated. And I mean heated as in, you know, getting into confrontation. He can get necessarily heated. Because um, he, he is that guy, though. He he likes to get a bit chippy. He likes to get in people's faces. But but I think Coach Coach Monty is, is, is really... He, he's connected with him at a certain level where he can bring him down. And, and, and I respect that about Devin Booker in that he might talk it, but he can also walk it. Okay, okay. You, 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 you so know what I'm gonna saying? Back up, back up what he's saying. Absolutely. He he backs up what he says. I mean, look, 26.6 points a game, 34% from three-point range, 4.2 rebounds, and then he's not the primary primary rebounder, and, and then 4.3 assists per game. And obviously, he's more of a scoring point guard than an assisting point guard most of the time. Yeah. So, Well, he's, it, he's it, a shooting guard. Well, he's a shooting guard. My bad, mm. uh, but 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 you you expect that from him. And 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 look, mm. he's not the shortest guard, but the, then again, he's not the tallest guard. But but he's efficient. He's efficient. I, I like Devin yeah. Booker. Look, I'm a big fan of Devin Booker. I mean, we've been speaking about him for a while now, and um, you know, one of the interesting things for me about Devin Booker is when we look at him as a player and his development, he's been one of the best things at that Suns team for years mm-hmm. now. He feels mm-hmm. like he's been there as long as Chris Paul's been in the league. And he, look, he's, he's a six-year player, so he's been in the league for six years. Um, but I think the thing about Devin Booker is that he's, he's showed his scoring prowess, which is really, really important. And I think that's the key thing for him. Weirdly, though, I don't think that Devin Booker is next up on the list for me. In oh. fact, what was interesting was the stats that you gave made me look at the stats and think, hang on a second, we're overlooking somebody here. We're really overlooking somebody who has got the potential to be an MVP and might even outshine everybody else if the situation changes and improves a little bit. And that is Jason Tatum. Now, Jason Tatum is just a remarkable basketball player because the the man is just getting better and better as he, you know, he grows in the league. The Celtics mm-hmm. weren't great last season. Um, you know, injuries hampered them and covid restrictions and all sorts they only finished regular season in the seventh seed it was it was tough it was really tough for them but then let's look at the numbers and this is the key thing for me is when i look at the numbers jason tatum was 10th in points per game scoring in the nba last season averaging Mm -hmm. 26.4 points a game he shot a better three-point percentage than any of the other um, players on our five-man list in fact his three-point percentage at 38.6 is better than Trey Young's at 34.3. Now, mm-hmm. he might not take as many as Trey Young, and that will definitely help his numbers, but he's pretty accurate when it comes to shooting um, three-pointers because he's averaging, I mean, it's interesting, he's actually averaging more three-point shots a game than Trey Young is. 
he's averaging 7.6 three-pointers a game, whereas Trey Young is averaging 6.3 three-pointers uh, 3 a game. So that's almost a full shot more. In fact, it is a shot more and a bit, and he's making them at a better rate. So, you know, he's definitely got the scoring from, you know, all sorts of different areas on the floor. And to average 26.4 points a game, that's a heck of a number. Then you add in 7.4 rebounds a game to that, as well as 4.3 assists, and he's making 1.2 steals a game. I think if we're looking at the all-round game, somebody's got a really well-rounded game. Jason Tatum uh -huh. is, is one you definitely don't want to look past. Um, I, I like Tatum. I think the Celtics could become a really really good team he's been putting work in the lab he's he's toning his body he's he's ready for work and i think jason tatum could be that guy look cyrus to be honest i can't argue with the case you just made jason tatum uh you know me with these youngsters i i, I always respect the ones that come in the league and play like they've been here before you know not mm. not the ones that start off all sheepish and, and look like they're scared of the superstars Jason yeah. Tatum is not one of those. Early yeah. in his career, he, he he was dunking on LeBron, giving Throwing him that stand dunks on LeBron. You know, like he he's just that guy. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm going to judge him good because he dunked on LeBron, but just his all round game, as you pointed out, is is great. And and I think they've they've just been unfortunate at the Celtics. Obviously, there was the post Isaiah Thomas Celtics then. Came the Kyrie Irving Celtics that didn't quite work out. Then came yeah. the Kemba Walker Celtics and 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 Coach Brad Stevens. So so there's been some missteps there, steps, and yeah. and sometimes even trading players that you think they should have kept. But yeah, if we look at what they're gonna come into the next season with Cyrus, getting a seasoned guard in in our very own Gambian uh, German. Uh, a point guard, uh, Dennis Schroeder, who we both agree is an improvement over Kemba Walker, right? And and and, and I think definitely in terms of availability, they said the best well, ability uh, is availability. Availability, and, yeah. size uh, gives him more of a defensive, uh, uh, mm. you know, uh, presence yeah, than, than, than right Kemba Walker. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I think he will play very well along the the likes of Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown and Marcus, Marcus Smart, Smart, even yeah. even his former teammate in Al Horford. Yeah. So Cyrus, uh, I, I think this is also an opportunity, uh, being that uh, Shooter is, is a great facilitator and he's a great mm. assister. Jason Tatum can take advantage of that, and and it could yeah. put his numbers even better than what we're looking at now. So I, I cannot argue with Jason Tatum. I think potentially uh, he could even shock us and be the first one out of these five, like you said. Yeah. I mean, look. Yeah. Cyrus, things happen. No, it's true. And, and you know, we don't know what kind of coach Ime Udoka is. So we don't mm -hmm. know what kind of sets they're going to run at the Celtics. We don't know what he's going to try and get his players to do. How does he free up the likes of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to play their best basketball? Um, you know, does he want them to do more on the defensive end? Will that mm -hmm. be the kind of thing that actually unlocks their entire game? And then we're seeing Tatum as an MVP candidate this coming season. Who knows with that kind of thing? So I think at the Celtics, is some really interesting and, and exciting things happening. But, um, you know, we could always go on and on and make a case for who could be the next one. It's just interesting that neither of us said Zion Williamson. And I was and about weirdly, to go there. I was about to go there. Me, like, why haven't we talked about the chosen and, one yet? Exactly. <laughs> and and I think that has to do with where he is. And as much as we said we cannot discount people who are playing in smaller markets, the problem with mm -hmm. Zion is that he has to do otherworldly stuff. He's already pretty much doing that. 
Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, like when it comes to points per game scoring in terms of, of the players on the list, he's just behind Luka Doncic. So Luka, Luka was, was averaging 27.7 points a game and Zion 27. Um, Zion was grabbing seven rebounds and, you know, pl- pretty much playing well. But the only problem being he went unnoticed. You know, people were like, how do you score 27 points and no one knows? And, you know, perhaps that has to do with the coverage. Maybe we in the media are to blame. But I do think, though, that perhaps in order for Zion to win the MVP, he might need to leave New Orleans or New Orleans might need to build a far better team than what they currently have to put the spotlight firmly on what's happening in NOLA. Look, Cyrus, you, you made some very good points there. Um, first of all, coverage. Uh, it's NOLA. So, I, I not to... Well, let me say not too many people, but I don't know how many nationwide games the the the, the New Orleans Pelicans many. Are, are getting. And then on top of that, if you look at his supporting cast, he just lost Lonzo Ball now because Lonzo mm-hmm. Ball has gone to the Bulls, right? Uh, he's still got Brandon Ingram. Uh, I, I, I think there's still some nice pieces in Nola. But Cyrus, if I may take a step back into history and, and look at what Anthony Davis was uh, at the Pelicans. He was yeah. Anthony Davis, yeah. a great player. They, they tried everything, pairing him up with Boogie Cousins. They they brought Drew Holiday. They they, they tried lots of things there. Uh, mm. and, 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 and were we really noticing Anthony Davis that much? Just look at now, what we're, 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 we're noticing now that he's gone to a bigger market, uh, obviously, it's one of the flashiest markets in the league, let's yeah. be honest. He's gone to the, the, the Showtime Lakers. So, obviously, that's put him on the bigger stage. And, and, and I think that's the same for, 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 for one uh, Zion Williamson. If Zion Williamson was to be like in New York, Chicago, Los mm-hmm. Angeles... Cyrus, it would be a different story, whether he was at the Clippers or the Lakers, whether yeah. it was at the Brooklyn Nets or the New York Knicks, Chicago Bulls. You know, it, it would be a very different story, uh, even if he was in Philly with the 76ers. It, well, obviously, that's a different story. I don't think that would work with well, the current composition. This way. Yeah, there'd be some volatility but, 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 issues, but, composition but, but, issues, but, all of that. But, but I'm just saying, if you put him in a different market, which, which yeah. is more of a spotlight High on profile. it, like high profile, he, he, it'll be a whole uh, different story, and I and I, and I think uh, would would need to. I mean, he he, he would need to leave New Orleans. I, I do think that it's 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 a bit problematic because you know we just don't know for sure, you know, how things will change and how things will will affect players as, as they they age in this league. Um, I do think, though, that it's going to be very difficult for Zion to win an MVP while he's in New Orleans, unless New Orleans suddenly become a remarkable team doing some of the most incredible things in the NBA and all eyes will be on them. And that'll be because Zion is going absolutely insane. But Mm -hmm. we only have to see how that goes. So, Kounder, to round off the show, I want to ask you a little bit about John Wall um, because Mm -hmm. we've got to talk about the John Wall situation in Houston and... um, I think it's a really interesting and fascinating one for me because, you know, I'm all for players getting their money, getting their bag. Isaiah Thomas missed out on it when he was at the Celtics and he's just been scrambling to get back into the league and, you know, try and be the player that we knew he was. Um, Somebody like Dennis Schroeder, you know, unfortunately fumbled the bag, as they say. And then John Wall did the uh, the, the actual opposite of that and he got his money. 
but that's also been a weird thing in the sense that that money's been a bit like golden handcuffs because mm-hmm. he was at the Wizards, his team, things weren't quite going well, his injuries had caused major problems, then he gets traded. Now he's at the Houston Rockets, the Rockets are saying, look, John, we can help you uh, try and facilitate a trade, let's get you out of here, you don't have to play games for us anymore. And now we're looking around the league like, so where does one John Wall fit? From a money perspective, from a playing perspective, is he fit enough? All of those questions. Um, What are your thoughts on that? Cyrus, first of all, John Wall, uh, not too long ago, was the fastest man on the hardwood, on the NBA hardwood. He, prolific uh, point guard, he had an Adidas, and, 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 I, and I say that had an Adidas uh, mm. endorsement. Uh, his star was rising. Then, much like another fast and very prolific athletic uh, point guard named Derek Rose, who's also with Adidas, um, yeah. injuries uh, played their role in, in his performance and, and the amount of games he was able to play every season. And, and I think th- that affected his stay in Washington. And then again, mm-hmm. I think in Washington, just uh, the Bill Wall combination, that one-two punch yeah. in the backcourt, they tried with, with all sorts of, uh, of 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 combinations in the front court, and from I, I think they even tried Al Horford there. They 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 they, they tried who's that Polish big guy that was there? Um, I, I I forget he, his name, but it, it just Martin Gotat. Martin Gotat. You know they they tried so many combinations to go with with the war Beal combo, and and it just never worked. And I think uh, I expected especially with the slew of young talent that's coming into Houston, uh, as as the likes of, you know, obviously uh, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, and them have, have left. Even, yeah. sadly, Clint Capella, which I think wasn't a great move, but it's worked out well for the Atlanta Hawks. John Moore, I, I, I think he went to, 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 to a Houston Rockets team with no identity. Like, Cyrus, well, what... Is the identity of the Houston Rockets? It originally the identity of the Houston Rockets was James Harden plus a supporting cast, right? Yeah. Then it but couldn't just re- evolve into John Wall and the supporting cast. They're, they're rebuilding, rebuilding. And, and, and when they got John Wall, it wasn't to try and make it the John Wall Houston Rockets. It was like, let's see what we can do. We've got some pieces. We're not really going to try and contend because James Harden's gone, and you know a lot of pieces have gone, and you know we've changing things. The front office, the coaching staff, things are changing mm-hmm. there. And I think that was mm-hmm. primarily it. It was like, look, let's we'll take on the salary. We'll see what we can do. We know we're going to be rebuilding. We don't have to put a lot of time and energy into John Wall because we know who he is, but we don't need mm-hmm. him to play. And you saw that as soon as he wasn't playing, um, you saw the Houston Rockets were like, look, he's here, we're paying him, but that's mm-hmm. about it. So it's one of those where John Wall's like, look, I've got more to offer than just sitting here on the bench. Now, does John Wall leave money on the table? Because there's a heck of a lot of money owed to him. $44 million this year, $47 million next year. Um, I don't, I don't know if a buyout exists where he's like, you know what? I just want to play. I'm going to leave 20 mil, 40 mil. I mean, th- th- ludicrous numbers. These are ludicrous numbers. Cyrus, uh, look, Lord, uh, I don't even have a ludicrous quote. I've <laughs> just searched through all his albums that I can remember. And I'm thinking, and, and Lord, yeah, because... No, I suppose he can say with his salary, when I move, you move. 
Just like that. <laughs> well, it has to, right? That, but, that's the trade environment. But Cyrus. Love it, Calvin. Love it. John Moore is 31 years old, right? Turning yeah. 32 this year? Um, I think he's just turned 31. Turned 31. He's not the youngest player. He's not that John Wall in his early no. to mid-20s no. that we used to know. So he, I, I doubt he wants to hedge his bets on future performance, especially if recent years are anything to go by, where like mm. he's missing a, a big chunk of the season because of injury, X, Y, and Z. So we're going to take on this guy with all this money, uh, and it comes at such a high cost, but we're not so guaranteed that he's even going to play Mm-hmm. 70 games, 65 games this season. So who's going to take that kind of a risk? I mean, he was once John Wall. He's still John Wall, but he's, a, he's, he's not that number John one pick. But he's, he's not that John Wall. Pick. But he ain't that guy. And, and he, He's not that guy at the moment. consequence of, of injury. It's, I, it's I, I actually, Cyrus, I, I stand corrected. Uh, I mean, with all due respect to John Wall, I hope this is not the beginning of him becoming a journeyman. But look, 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 look at what, what what happened to 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 Derrick Rose. There was a time where yeah. he he left he left he left Chicago, went to New York, well, and, and then had his remarkable fifty point game in yeah. Minnesota, <laughs> and that has sort of reinvigorated him. And even now that he's back in New York. You can see a different kind of Derrick Rose. The confidence Whoa. has come back and all that. Only that with Derrick Rose, I think it was a mental thing with his confidence and all that. Mm-hmm. But John Wall is more of a physical uh, health thing. Very similar, though. And and, and let's mm. let's be let's be kind of clear here. It's not as if John Wall is on crutches, right? John no, no, played, no, 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 no. He played forty games last season. Um, mm-hmm. Not a hell of a lot, considering the the season was like sixty-two games, um, and he averaged about thirty-two minutes. Um, but and he also averaged twenty point six points a game. So for a guy who didn't really play much, he still averaged twenty points a game. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's more than useful, you know. Six point nine assists a game, um, you know, you could use that on on your team. Um, and his free throws are not the greatest; he's averaging like seventy-four percent, but. Um, the thing is, John Wall can give you something. He's not giving you nothing. But, but, but Cyrus, and I know you're a big John Wall fan, and you're a numbers guy. Well, between the two of us, anyway, yeah. you are the numbers guy. So, yeah. where can John Wall look, comfortably? Look, look. Where can John Wall comfortably wound <laughs> up? Because the news <laughs> is he's requested to 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 amicably part, part ways with the Houston Rockets. Like it's like, yeah. okay, I don't think this marriage is working. Let me sidestep. Leave the stage left, please. Uh, I want to. I want to be good with you guys. Just let me go. Now, which team do you think would be willing to receive John Wall? We're talking salary caps here. We're talking yeah. a needs analysis here, Cyrus. We're talking uh, uh, functionality. How long can they hold on to John Wall? How long do, do we still have an active? And I put active in uh, yeah. inverted commas. Yeah, I mean, like commas. a very uh like 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 very impactful john wall in the league should i say three to four years left i i don't even know before you know he's got three to four years left until he becomes that older vince carter that we used to see in the league kind of player you understand what i mean without due respect without due respect i'm not saying he's gonna become like a has-been right there in front of our eyes it's just that 
first of all, youngsters are coming up faster, stronger, fitter youngsters are coming up. Cheaper. Like the ones, we, yeah, cheaper. <laughs> like the ones we just spoke about now. And then John Wall has got, what, the fourth highest contract in the yeah. league at the moment? Yeah, yeah. So, so there you go. But who would take him, Cyrus? <laughs> that, that's that's the question. That's the question. Counter, there are very few teams who could who could swallow that 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 kind of salary. Mm -hmm. um, you could potentially, and I've, I've watched a few videos on this, and some really interesting ones out there, where guys are saying, "Look, he could potentially go to a team like the OK, uh, OKC, who mm -hmm. have got the cap space. They could really just, you know, take his his, his salary and just, you know, uh, swap out a couple of players. But would they want to? Um, and then the other question is, right? Is there any team that has, you know, some sort mm -hmm. of intention of trying to win the league or, or something like that? Who who do they free up space with? in order for him to go there because even this idea of and i've been toying with the idea of of trying to get simmons to the the rockets and maybe wall to the sixes with another team involved with other pieces and what have you mm. it just doesn't work it doesn't work so when you look at the money this is the biggest caveat here there are very few teams who can afford to take john wall on board and when they look at whether or not it's worth it it might not be when you look at the risk and the gamble they'd be taking on his fitness and potentially his form as well and i think that's the key thing here so when they say john wall wants out of houston and the houston rockets are happy to try and help him find a trade partner i do not see where it's gonna happen unless mm. a buyout happens and mm -hmm. they've been this you know it's been said that john wall is not interested in being bought out I mean, I don't see the Rockets wanting to pay all of that just to get him out of there. So, you know, no one's going to be like, okay, let's leave this money on the table. So the question then is, what now? Because, because it could Cyrus, end up like the Kevin Love situation at the Cavs. To be honest with you, first of all, John Wall no longer has the Adidas endorsement. And nor do I know if he has any other shoe apparel company that's sponsoring it because recently he's been wearing Kobe's. So, because you know I'm a sneakerhead, so I've been looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Identifying people by feet. <laughs> so recently he's been wearing Kobe, so he hasn't got that endorsement money, unlike the likes of a Derrick Rose who still has his Adidas mm. endorsement still active. So I think he really needs that, that, that he's contract He's got to make money. sure he keeps that paper. Yeah, right? he, he needs to keep that contract money. So there's it, going to have to be a team that really wants to take that big risk on him and, and and that's where it needs analysis come in but the the kind of shifting that's going to happen might even involve four teams or something cyrus it's it's really going to have to be a mathematical equation that even the rain man would be like okay <laughs> uh, I, I didn't see that coming <laughs> you know, like, i didn't see that yeah. coming but hey How, how's this just to end the conversation about john wall he gets bought out and ends up on the Brooklyn Nets because apparently that's where everybody's going. Uh, oh, oh, the Lakers the can Lakers. give him a, a veterans minimum. <laughs> you know, because you know, oh those gosh. two franchises, it's like Game of Thrones. You know, one really is like is. The, 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 the Winter Walkers or whoever they are. And the, the, white, the other the one, White Walkers. The White you Walkers. You can tell who was not a fan. Well, I watched a couple of episodes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we got the White Walkers on one side, yeah, and you know, yeah. and and you got everybody else on the other side of the. Oh, the other side, yeah. yeah. So that's I, 
it's a tough one, Counter. It's a really tough one. I really feel for the player because you know he's he's one of the you know, the better players that's been in the league. He absolutely was, you know, very loyal to his team, did mm-hmm. everything that he could for the city of Washington, and it just didn't work out. Injury came and and dealt him a really bad hand, and now he's in a situation where. Heaven forbid he's getting paid $87 million over two de- two years. There you go. However, is he going to survive? But um, <laughs> I do think that from a basketball perspective, I'm sure he'll find a solution. Um, Absolutely. And, and, and I hope so. I hope he does. But um, we've come to the end of this this week's po- podcast. Kounder, thank you so much for being on. Um, as always, I mean, this thing doesn't happen without you because you are the post-up podcast alongside me um straight up straight up but i do want to ask everybody to please listen to the podcast as often as possible subscribe to it where you can when you're listening to it we're on iono fm and we're also on the supersport.com platform so if you go to the podcasts tab you will find post-up podcast there and uh, we'll be there for the foreseeable future um it's great being partnered with an organization like supersport because they know sport and we love the nba we know the nba and we just love bringing it to you so thank you everybody until next time it's bye-bye